Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Now you don't know it yet, but you are listening to History in the Making while you are listening to this show. We know now that in the early years of the 20th century, this world was being watched closely by intelligences greater than man, yet as mortal as his own. I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! Censored by the mainstream media, the destroyer of fake news, and your host of The Rundown Live, Kristen T. Harris. Welcome to another edition of the Rundown Live, rundownlive.com. I'm your host, Kristan T. Harris, here with my sidekick and co-host, Don Vi Jr., broadcasting live on kgradv.com. You can now find us on band.video and other great platforms like iHeartRadio, Spotify, Spreaker, and just about anywhere where podcasts are found. And that being said, there's also video, video on Rockfin, video on Rumble, video on YouTube, and uh, geez, uh, Odyssey, Twitch, uh, and the KGRA DB members only area. So make sure you guys are tuning in. We need your help. We need your likes. We need your shares, your thumbs up, and your comments in the chat. Also, if you want to support us right now, we are raising money to go cover the People's Convoy. I do that in air quotes because, uh, you know, nobody knows who's organizing this thing and how it's getting put together and who's all involved. Uh, so we're going to go find out. Uh, we've raised over $275 in under 12 hours since the donation bucket has started. You can find that on my personal Facebook, Kristan uh, T. Harris. We'll post it on, uh, you, you can donate via GoFundMe on the rundownlive.com. And we'll get all those links in the chat via Venmo and PayPal on how you can donate to send us there. Because we got to raise $1,500. And if we raise $2,500, me, Don, and Addy Ads are going to go check out Mount Weather. And if you don't know what my weather is, well, let's tie, let's start with that. Let's talk a little bit about this. What the hell is Mount Weather, Don? And why should our viewers be excited to send us there to go actually probably capture absolutely nothing before we get arrested? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mount Weather is, uh, it's here in my neck of the woods here in Virginia. It's about three hours away from me in the mountains. Uh, and it is essentially for anyone who's heard of the Raven Rock facility, or if you haven't heard of the Raven Rock facility, uh, it is essentially a military installation that is literally built into the side of a mountain and uh excuse me i had uh, something pop up yeah no it's literally <laughs> about whether they have a whole second government allegedly i'll pull it up for people that yeah. don't know uh they have a backup government let's see mount weather 
complex. And this is completely outside of the people's uh, convoy because we want to do some investigation. Maybe we'll go hit the local bars near the complex, talk to locals and uh, find out you know, exactly what it is. Uh, I'm going to pull it up and share it on the screen for you guys while you guys are out there. Um, and you guys can see uh, firsthand what we're talking about. But Mount Weather is one of those big conspiracies from the 1970s and 80s. The first time I ever heard about Mount Weather, I was listening to, what was that guy's name? William Cooper. I was listening to some old hours of the time, you know, and then and they have like war and shelling going on in the intro of his podcast. Uh, you know, po before podcasting, was that ham radio or shortwave radio? Um, but uh, Mount Weather is allegedly a complex where they have where they have additional additional backup government in case our government all of a sudden disappeared or that there was uh, some kind of emergency. And here it is. This is its Wikipedia page. I'm not saying that uh, you should give it full. Uh, credibility, but the Mount Weather Emergency Operations Center is a government command facility, which they denied exist, in the U.S. Commonwealth of Virginia, used as a center of operations for Federal Emergency Management Agency. Now, FEMA, also known as the High Point Special Facility, its preferred designation since 1991. Uh, but the conspiracy around this goes deep that they have a second uh, allegedly a second government that's backup of our government. If for some reason our Capitol building went up in flames and we lost all our uh, politicians, God forbid, well, there'd be a backup president and a backup vice president and senators and people to vote that will be at Mount Weather. And the issue, the issue that people have with Mount Weather is that we didn't vote for anyone to represent us there. So nobody has ever really covered it. Uh, there's a way to get there. Maybe it's a little less secret. We haven't seen any updates on it. But if we look up the Mount Weather conspiracy, it's always fascinating because it's like the Cheyenne Mountain Complex, right? Um, yeah, it's essentially like a continuity of government thing. Uh, is, is my mic working better? Sorry about yes, that. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on there with you. I don't know. I guess it didn't plug into the jack all the way. I had to fix that. Sorry, folks. Uh, but this is, it's essentially a continuity of government place. Uh, and as Kristan said, no one there is an elected official. It's like they have literally an unelected, uh, essentially what, as far as the people are concerned, an unaccountable shadow government uh, in case, uh, you know, in case, uh, you know, everything collapses. But, you know, who's to say they're not calling the shots now? But yeah, it's essentially a continuity of government military complex, much like, as Kristan mentioned, the Cheyenne Mountain Complex or the Raven Rock facility, for those who've heard of that. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're trying to, you know, link up in D.C. when these guys come my way. And then uh, we're going to grab a burger and then we're going to head out to Mount Weather and, you know, film some vlogs for you guys. Some, some uh, you know, see if we can get on the facility, see what we can see before we inevitably get told by the National Guard to get the hell out before we get arrested. Well, maybe they <laughs> accept visitors nowadays. Who knows? Uh, from my understanding, here's a little history on Mount Weather for those that don't know about it. When you're talking about deep underground military bases and secret government um, complexes. This is one of the original conspiracy secret complexes. Uh, so basically, uh, at one point, the government asked local paper not to print any articles about the facility, but it is all but impossible to keep such a place secret. Appalachian trails run right by Mount Weather, and hikers can get close enough to see signs and flashing lights. Well, I guess there we're going hiking, bro. Uh, one sign reads, quote, 
All persons and vehicles entering Huron are liable to search, photographing, making notes, drawings, maps, or graphic representations of this area or its activities is prohibited. Uh, so in the late 1960s, an unidentified hippie is supposed to have stumbled upon the facility and sketched it from a tree. His drawing turned up in the Quicksilver Times, an underground newspaper in Washington. Residents also tell the time a hunt club chased a fox onto the site and triggered an alarm. The club had to go to the main gate to get, the do get their dogs back. After the TWA crash, a spokesperson politely declined to comment on what Mount Weather was used for, how many people work there, or how many or how long it has been in its current use. The Washington Post reported the Post published a picture of the facility, citing far-fetched speculation that Mount Weather's radio antennas may have interfered with the jet's radar that caused the disaster. You don't get into Mount Weather without an invitation, first of all. The, the entrance is said to be like a door to a bank vault, only thicker, set into a mountain made out of the toughest granite in the east. It is guarded around the clock. Mount Weather has more unsolicited publicity in 1975. Senator John Tunney charged that Mount Weather held dossiers on 100,000 or more Americans. Oh, now they got unlimited dossiers and nonstop made a data collection on all Americans. And they were worried about 100,000 Americans being spied on in 1975. Can you believe that, bro? Yeah. Uh, sophisticated computer system gives the installation access to detailed information on the lives of virtually every American citizen, Tunney claimed. So that sounds like the uh, that sounds like ground zero for fusion centers and made a data collection in the NSA. Yeah, you know, and it's really interesting how long these issues with mass surveillance have really been going on. You know, like back in 1975, they're warning about dossiers on 100,000 Americans. Fast forward to 2013, and we literally have millions and millions of Americans being exposed. Uh, or the government ex being exposed for f spying on millions and millions of Americans. And, you know, now fast forward to 2022, and uh, it's even more than that. You know, they're not just spying on average Americans, which is bad in and of itself, but uh, now we know they're spying on each other themselves, CIA operatives, senators, congressmen, foreign diplomats. It's, it's, it's insane. Well, and what's really interesting is Mount Weather has been owned by the government since 1903, right? Uh, when the site was purchased by U.S. Department of Ag Agriculture, Kelvin Cool Coolidge, Kelvin Coolidge talked about building a summer house there in World War One. It was an artillery range, and during the Depression, it was a work farm for hobos. Mount Weather, as an alternative capital, seems to have been the idea of Millard F. Caldwell, former governor of Florida. There is a fallout shelter under the east wing of the White House. No one believes it offers any real protection from nuclear attack on Washington. However, FEMA has elaborate plans for getting the president and other key officials out of Washington should there be a nuclear attack. In the event, the president is supposed to be boarded on a Boeing 747 National Emergency Airborne Command post, NECAP, that is presumed to be safer than any point on the ground. The president's plane can be refueled in the air from other planes and may be able to stay airborne for as long as three days. Then its engine will conk out for lack of oil. That is what where Mount Weather comes in. Government geologists selected the site because it has some of the most impregnable rock in the United States. The shelter was started by the Truman administration, and it took years to tunnel in the mountain. There is a whole chain of shelters for leaders, 
critical personnel, and the free federal relocation arc, a system of 96 shelters for specific U.S. government agencies, sweeps through North Carolina, Virginia, West Virginia, Maryland, Pennsylvania. A duplicate of the Pentagon is located at the site called Raven Rock in Maryland, the administrative center of the whole system and the place where the top citizens would go is Mount Weather. Mount Weather is so is much more than a fallout shelter. It is a... Uh, what was it, Troglodytic uh, Levittown in the mid-1970s, Richard Pollock, a writer for Progressive Magazine, interviewed a number of persons who had been associated with Mount Weather. According to them, Mount Weather is an underground city with roads, sidewalks, and battery-powered subways. A spring-fed artificial lake gleams in the fluorescent lights there are office buildings, cafeterias, hospitals, large dormitories are furnished with bunks and hot cots, hammocks intended to be out uh, occupied in three to eight hour shifts. There are private apartments as well. Mount Weather has its own waterworks, food storage, power plant, a bubble-shaped pod, and an east tunnel housing uh, one of the most powerful computers in the world, the Situation Room. A circular chamber would be a nerve center at the time of war and Mount Weather folks get uh, set great store by visual aids and retain artists and cartographers at all times. A futuristic color video phone system is the basic means of communication within uh, Weather's subterranean world. All important staff meetings were conducted via color television as far back as 1958, bro. That's like Skype. Escaping 1958, uh, long before it was generally available to the public, one former staffer bragged. The most surprising of Pollock's revelations is that Mount Weather has a working backup of the U.S. government. Even now, undisclosed persons there duplicate the responsibilities of our elected leaders, making Mount Weather an eerie doppelganger of the United States. An office of the presidency is enclosed in an underground wing known as the White House. The electric president, the elected president, or survivor closet in the chain of command would make his way there and take over the reins until then a staffer appointed by FEMA, all oh, FEMA, our favorite organization in the government, <laughs> would be carrying out duties said to simulate those of a real president. Installed at Mount Weather are nine federal departments. Their very names are ironic in context. Agriculture, Commerce, Health and Human Services, House of the Urban De Development, Interior, Labor, State, Transportation, and Treasury, miniature versions of the Selective Service and Veterans Administration, Federal Communications Commission, Post Office and Civil Service Commission, the Federal Power Commission, and Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve are there, mm -hmm. too. Ah, the Federal Reserve is sitting there. The Federal Reserve gets to go to Mount Weather, but not you or I. Huh? Right. But, you know, we wanted to talk about that a little bit. A lot of people don't know that there's these secretive locations and government projects and you mentioned mount raven what's mount raven uh or uh, it's raven rock it's a essentially is one of the most top secret facilities it was mentioned earlier in the article it's up in uh maryland to, i think more so the maryland pennsylvania border if i'm correct uh and it's honestly not much is known about it um but it's, it's one of the most top secret facilities in the country um i think it's uh, also a continuity of government facility but in addition to uh, a bunch of other stuff. Um, all I know is it is uh, a lot of weird stuff goes on there. I haven't actually looked into the history of Raven Rock in a hot minute, so we can pull it up you and think, see if anything has changed. You think that they have a secret, like, Mount Weather where they bring back extinct animals, bro? Probably. 
I mean, like, I would assume that they would have some sort of lab like Area 51, but actually not Area 51, you know, like something that's supposed to be that top secret, but actually it's secret. Like their own little controlled Jurassic Park. And here it is. And, and I want to go touch base on this because this has been all over the news last month and no one I have known or seen has really touched it. And that's the fact that scientists not just want to bring back extinct humans. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. They want to bring back your favorites from stories, such as the woolly mammoth. Uh, here it is in Newsweek, scientists who plan to bring woolly mammoth back, or at least its genes back from extinction, has revealed details about creating an Arctic elephant. Mammoths mostly died out around 10,000 years ago as sea levels rose. The remaining population got stranded on Wrangell Island and eventually disappeared 4,000 years ago. Well-preserved samples of these extinct giants have since been found in the Arctic permafrost, allowing researchers to get a glimpse of their DNA. Would you want a woolly mammoth? I kind of do. I'm not going to lie. I'm I'm totally not going to lie. I kind of do because, like, I've been huge into, like, paleontology since I was a kid. So dinosaurs and, and other, like, extinct megafauna and just things from our distant past is something that's always fascinated me. Um, but of course, I mean, there's always the issue, um, you know, not just the rational issue of like, you know, the, the old meme that goes around. We have, you know, three or what is it now, five or six movies that show why this is a terrible idea. But but also the ethical issue of, you know, bringing extinct creatures back from the dead. It's like on one hand, it would be great for these creatures to still be around. But at the same time the ethical problem is, you know, where do we stop and should mankind be playing God in the first place? Which I think the answer is a resounding no. The real answer is we need to make King Kong before Japan makes Godzilla. (laughs) (laughs) That's not even a joke. You laugh, but I mean, that's where we're going to go. Like animal, human hybrids, super soldiers. Uh, but it starts out very friendly here. You can get your own, uh, Tasmanian tiger resurrected. Scientists are convinced reviving extinct species is no longer confined to science fiction. Can we really do it? And should we is uh, the head of the guardian. And this came out just recently, um, less than a week ago. Uh, Researchers at the DNA zoo, Australia have mapped the genome of a numbat for the first time. The milestone is notable in its own right, motivated by desire to improve conservation efforts for the endangered termite-eating marsupial, which is now found only in small pockets of Western Australia. But announcing the development last week, scientists also has had a more extraordinary suggestion that the nunbats 
DNA could be used as a blueprint to bring back its extinct cousin, the 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 fly the fly sign back from the dead. Uh, I don't know what a fly sign is. Uh, I have to look that thing up. The last known to uh, Tasmanian tiger died in 1936, but the apex predator, uh, which at once also roamed the Australian mainland and Kangaroo Kangaroo Island, continues to beguile and obsess even the even in the extinction. So essentially, they want to bring back you know. A big cat, it looks like, Tasmanian tiger. And it looks kind of like a mix between a wolf and a lion. Look at that. Look at it. It has like an yeah. armadillo, uh, like tail. <laughs> yeah, Tasmanian tigers are really neat. Um, you know, they're another one of those extinct. I think the last one went extinct in the 1940s. I'm not sure. Um, I may be completely wrong about that. I'm not that well-versed on this particular animal. But I want I've my Tasmanian was- tiger. I've always thought it was really interesting. One thing that if they do start bringing back extinct creatures that I might want, really want to see is a dire wolf. Cause I've, I love wolves in general. They're, they're like one of my favorite animals. Huge, right? Yeah. So would you want your dire wolf to glow in the dark? <laughs> is that where we're going with this? Cause they're like, yeah, we can go ahead and make a tsunami tiger. So a, a, a Samanian, a Tasmanian tiger. Sorry. Tasmanian tigers. I say it three times. Tasmanian tiger, Tasmanian tiger, Tasmanian tiger. <laughs> you know, Tasmanian tigers. But when do that when does someone like, yeah, maybe I want a Tasmanian tiger that glows in the dark? And they're like, well, we can do that too. You know, and I can definitely see this going the way of like, you know, gonna get Jeff Goldblum to be like, you were so concerned as to whether or not you could, you didn't know whether or not you should. <laughs> Well, they already do that. You know that, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Here it is. Uh, seven genetically genetically modified animals that now glow in the dark. Mike.com. This is back from 2013. We talked about this almost 10 years ago, uh, nine years ago to the date on the Rundown Live. Bang, we've been doing this a while. But they literally can make uh, glow-in-the-dark monkeys, dogs, cats, fish. Uh, they just genetically engineer them, and they harbor the sunlight, and then they glow. But they don't live real long. They live like seven or eight years. And that's all you might want a Tasmanian tiger uh, to uh, <laughs> live. But glow-in-the-dark kittens. Here you go. Oh, glow-in-the-dark kitty cats. Look at You can get glow-in-the-dark kittens. Who does it? See, that's how they sell it to you. You're like, right. yeah, I want a kitten. Do I want a glow-in-the-dark kitten? Hell yeah. <laughs> They're going to be like, do you want a kitten with a brain chip interface that can communicate with you at all times? And then you're like, Okay, sign me up. Let's do this. Let's hear and see what kitten is thinking. Now we can have a translator. We'll call it Babblefish. And whatever the cat is thinking, it will translate to you so you can understand your pets better as they <laughs> Right. That's how they sell it to you. They get you incrementally, man. And um, yeah, it looks neat and everything, but just like the, the – um the environmentalist and the animal rights person in me just can't help but uh you know think about the terrible ramifications and the you know the ethical issues that come from whatever process goes into making animals glow in the dark because rest assured i'm i'm not sure it's i'm sure it's not safe or healthy for them at all but it stops aids it says glow in the dark kittens linda paw to aids and by making cats glow in the dark there it's helping them defeat aids and now we have an aids vaccine you see how that works 2011 Oh, crap. <laughs> I've never heard of this before. Check this is out. wild to me, bro. Yeah, cats that can glow in the dark from new genetic engineering technique are helping scientists study molecules that could stop AIDS, researchers announced today, September 11th of 2011. So there you have it. Glow in the dark kittens fight AIDS or superheroes. Let's get ourselves a glow in the dark meow meow. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, I should we be playing God? 
like if they existed once in history, I'm kind of cool with them bringing them back. Should we be bringing back T-Rex and pterodactyls that will like hit our airplanes and take out, you know, infrastructure and pull power lines out and stuff like that? I don't know. Are, 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 you know, are raptors a good thing to bring back? I'm not sure. Saber-toothed tigers would be kind of cool. Uh, but would you like to bump into one of those after a few frosty beverages outside of a bar in front of Mount Weather? You know, <laughs> <laughs> who knows, man? Who knows? Maybe like they're doing some weird experiments at Mount Weather, and the radiation from that starts to contaminate the, the glow in the dark saber toothed tiger. And we're so damn drunk, we don't know what's going on. We see three of them. <laughs> that, and, and here's the deal if they make it in a lab. Mm-hmm. Is it a real animal? Is that life? Here it is. New secret chicken recipe. Animal cells, lab-grown meat is coming soon. That's right. And I can tell you where this is going, bro. We already know where this is going. Mm-hmm. You know where this is going, right? Of course. Yeah, we, we talk about this stuff all the time. The transhumanism and, uh, you know, just all the, all the stuff that, that goes into it. And, you know, my issue is, you know, because I incorporate a lot of vegan foods into my diet. I'm not ashamed to admit that. And I have, you know, um, but... There are things that, about it that can, like, there are pros and cons on both sides. And I know we talked about this when we had, um, forgive me, I can't recall his name, but the transhumanist expert, your your friend. Um, was it on uh, Yeah, when he came on the show uh, just a few weeks ago. Oh, that was uh, Gennady Stoliarov. Yes, that's uh, right. The transhumanist party presidential, or uh, excuse me, chairman, excuse me. Right, yeah. Um, you know, so there are pros and cons to it. And so, you know, that's what I think a lot of people miss is that, you know, just because something is grown in a lab or like lab grown meat, that doesn't inherently mean it's a bad thing. It's just the things we have to take precautions about is the fact that more often than not, we have government controlled psychopaths doing this with nefarious means in mind, not just, you know, we can help, uh, you know, uh, lessen the impacts of a cruel animal-based food system, but rather, you know, more pushing towards a nefarious transhumanist agenda. So it's sort of a double-edged sword that we have to keep an eye on. So everything you said there is 100% correct, Broski, and uh, I'm not going to deny that. But where this is really going is Ben Zion burgers. Like cannibalism, that's that's where this ends. You know, it goes, oh, you know, um, the new secret, we can just make lab-grown meat and we don't have to hurt animals anymore. Well, maybe ethically, the vegan movement then goes into cannibal movement where (laughs) you don't really have to hurt or use any cells and you don't have to hurt plants because plants feel pain. Well, we'll just lab grow all our meat synthetically and we'll take a swab from your, uh, you know, inner cheek. And that's where we get Bite Labs. Mm, Bite Labs. Eat your human. Was it BiteLabs.org? where you can order your good old Kanye salami, eat celebrity meat, Bite Labs grows meat from celebrity tissue samples and uses it to make artisanal salami. I still can't believe that's a real thing, dude. That's, oh, that's yeah, so yeah. gross. We get your favorite celebrities and support us on Thunderclap. You know, you know, you know how it's going to work. There's going to be some guy out there that's a big Green Bay Packer fan because, you know, the state-ordained religion here in Wisconsin is the Green Bay Packers, you know, and the churches leave out early so we can go participate, you know, church 2.0 and uh, (laughs) worship and dance to Todd Rugton's bang on the drum all night. And, uh, you know, people are going to be there and they're going to be like, well, you can get your regular Johnsonville brat. Or you can get Aaron Rodgers. Oh, Aaron Rodgers sausage <laughs> made straight from his DNA. Are you a real Packer fan? Yeah, I eat the Rodgers. You know, that's where we're going. You know, yeah, and Aaron Rodgers is going to be like, yeah, I'm not jabbed. I'm vaccine free. 
you know, and he's going to be making that money on that Aaron Rodgers props. <laughs> Like no artificial ingredients and there's no mRNA my brats, you know, and you're GMO free Aaron Rodgers. And so Bite Labs has, you know, a couple targets, Ellen DeGeneres, you know, and Kanye West and Jennifer Lawrence and James Franco, and they describe what it would taste like. The John Frank, the the James Franco salami must be smoky. Sexy and smooth. Franco's meat will pair with lean, strong venison, <laughs> sharp telecherry peppercorns, and caramelized onions provide Franco's underlying flavors. Complemented by a charming hint of lavender, the Franco salami's taste will be arrogant, distinctive, and completely undeniable. Like, who's thinking this out? Like, where's the chef? He's like watching know. Silence of the Lamb. He's like, <laughs> it's gotta be, bro. I want. Uh, we're gonna make, you know, uh, and, and they're, they're coming up with these recipes. They're like, yeah, if you were to eat human and make it taste good, uh, where do we get a good chef like that? Is this like John Podesta's chef? What's going on it's here? Gotta be. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like John Podesta, Hannibal Lecter style. <laughs> so there's, a, there's a hashtag, eat celebrity meat. <laughs> yo, yo, go to Twitter and type that in. I really yeah. want to see what comes Eat, up. Let's see what comes up. Eat celebrity <laughs> meat. So we're going to do it right now. Oh, we got commercial. Guys, don't go anywhere. We're going to talk about eating human celebrities and the future <laughs> of transhumanism and meat and how eventually it all turns into mystery Babylon, cannibalistic uh, mystery religion. All that and a whole bunch more. Drop us some thumbs up, <laughs> some love in the chat, and we'll be back after these messages from our sponsors. Don't go anywhere. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Families don't have to talk about everything, but they should talk about how to plan for an emergency. Get tips and resources to make your family's emergency plan. Hey members, the new KGRADB app is now available on iOS and Android devices. Gain on-demand access to any KGRADB programming. Download any show directly to your mobile device to listen or watch on the go. Go to the App Store and search KGRADB. In honor of 222, KGRA Digital Broadcasting is showing you double, double the love with a couple of new ways to enjoy the benefits of membership. Use promo code FEB22 to activate a 20% discount on your annual membership and receive a free 30-day trial. You will enjoy 24-hour access to your favorite hosts, engaging you on incredible topics. This includes all episodes in our members-only portals. Then imagine access to our award-winning classic episodes in the members-only KGRA-DB vault and gain access to KGRA-DB special content and programming. Go to KGRADB.com and type promo code FEB22. That's F-E-B-2-2.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Rundown Live, rundownlive.com on KGRADB.com, Hudson Valley, New York, Salt Lake City, Utah, broadcasting live out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And we've been talking about Bite Labs. Uh, essentially, <laughs> there's a company that wants to make salami out of celebrities meat and take their DNA and replicate it. And there was a guy that did that in the transhumanist party. His name was Johan Ben Zion, and we called him Ben Zion Burgers. We even made a satirical, like, uh, commercial and they're like, yeah, try it. Eat me. You know, like it was like, uh, you know, come on down to Ben's burger barn. You don't know, try these uh, Ben Zion burgers. You get to eat me. You know, it's like it's something weird like that. But like, that's where we're going. Like, I know we just talked about like synthetic chicken and it's going to taste better than any chicken we've ever had. You better believe it because they're going to pump that thing full of all those things that your body will find addictive because you know, when you go cannibalistic, it's extra addictive. And yeah, it'll uh, cause those hormone hits, those dopamines and serotonins. Right, right. So you asked me to see if anyone actually tweeted, all right, uh, eat me, right? Yeah, okay. let's just see what comes uh, eat up. celebrity meat, yes. Okay, so here it is. People have been tweeting even as early as this month. <laughs> and here it is. Real meatloaf. I'll do anything for loaf. Eat celebrity meats. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yes. Hey, uh, yo. Welcome, loaf. Oh, he died recently. He did. He oh. did. No, no. I, I think that's around the time. Uh, oh, no, that's from 2014. Oh, this one is. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. But, yeah, he actually did pass recently. Yeah, and so he was alive then. They could have done this and made some meatloaf. Uh, here we have is, uh, let's see. We have, uh, we wanted to know if people would enjoy Roger Mooking Salami, eat celebrity meat, chip chat. Uh, here's one from February 12th. Kanye West, will you be salami? Oh, my God. And uh, January 16th. 
the real leaflet. You know, when people scream like banshees about eating the rich, I'm like 99% certain they didn't mean eat celebrity meat. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I think they're two completely different things, but you know, who knows? It's not satire though. Here he goes. I hope this website is satire. It is not satire. People <laughs> are doing this and they're pushing this agenda. It's, uh, it's all under the guise of green, mm-hmm. being green. And it, yeah, it, it, it's just, it's laughable the more we look at it, but there are like uh, some sinister undertones that people need to, you know, consider. And, you know, thankfully this is still like hella fringe, but it's it's slowly being pushed, uh, you know, and now I, we, I know it sounds insane. And, you know, like I was talking about earlier, you know, I'm all in favor of, uh, you know, veganism. You know, I incorporate vegan foods into my diet. That doesn't mean I don't eat some animal products. I still love eggs and, you know, a few other things. I do eat meat on occasion. Um, but it's just a personal choice that I make. And uh, but but at the end of the day, it's like I think people need to start differentiating right between the agendas that are clearly pushing towards a nefarious uh or rather the initiatives that are clearly pushing towards or can be pushed towards a nefarious agenda and, and just, you know, making smarter choices about, uh, you know, dietary habits or, or, or rather more importantly, uh, the food-based system in general. Here it is. This is like, we had this guy in the show. His name's Ben Zion. He was a candidate for the transhumanist presidential candidate. And he literally believed that eating plants hurts them. There's like this old uh, TV series. Yeah. There's, there's actually scientific, there's actually scientific studies that show that plants actually do feel pain. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's just one thing that I've talked about in a while because, like, that's one of my biggest talking points when I get to talking about veganism and, and the, the very cruel uh, animal-based food system is the fact that the reason why so many people are turned off by the vegan message is because so many vegans are so damn insufferable about their uh, – about their message and the way they push it like they're just arrogant really a lot of them are i mean i know of many that aren't but the in large portion a lot of them are and that's why people are just like shut up vegan uh and i don't blame them you know because they they have a terrible way of of, of pro- pointing out their message they have great points but they have terrible uh pr well you know uh what's the old saying how do you know if somebody's a vegan don't worry they'll tell you right you know, exactly, I mean, that, exactly. That's, that's why people to- don't like them yeah, well, I don't have any problem with vegans. Like my brother's, well, neither do my brother, I. My, my brother's a vegetarian, mm-hmm. which is, I think, diet veganism. But like, literally, Benzine, I'm gonna say for most part, he's a commie Antifa supporter. He's a leftist techno optimist. Uh, he calls himself a left leaning libertarian. But uh, you know, if he's an anarcho communist and supporting of Antifa. That's his thing. Uh, he he basically ran as a leftist libertarian, probably feeling that was his best opportunity. But uh, he reverted to taking his DNA cells, right? Mm-hmm. And here, I'll tell you guys, I'll read the article. Transhumanist presidential candidate. This is the guy who beat me out, by the way. I got the most <laughs> second place votes. Rachel Haywire uh, probably got the second most first place votes because it's ranked choice voting. Mm-hmm. But the, it was pretty honored to be most people's second choice in the transhumanist party party because I debated ethics. I talked about education and how we need to, you know, educate the youth in colleges and use their ideas to understand the ethical uh, possibilities here. But transhumanist presidential candidate Johanan Ben Zion had been consuming human meat that he grows in a home lab. The 40-year-old Facebook politician 
turned biohacker claims the lab-grown human meat is from cell cultures he took from out of his own skin. Mm-mm-mm. Ben Zion has even recorded a disturbing video manifesto, like, you know, science, of himself eating said human meat. The video is watermarked with a pistachio. Uh, pastiche imitation of the Burger King logo that reads Ben Zion Burger with an underlying heading that says historic first lab grown human meat consumption. <laughs> and, you know, he's a pioneer, but he eat himself, you know, he uh, is, and that's like, what kind of cannibal is that? Like, like, is he like just a professional booger eater? Like, what is- I don't know. Like, this is the technocratic version of, like, what was it, season five, six of The Walking Dead, where they ran into those, like, weird cannibals. Like, they, they just came into Virginia, and, like, all my Walking Dead fanatics out there, you know what I'm talking about. It's, like, the people, they would hunt them, and they killed them. Or, no, they would keep them alive, and they would chop pieces off of them and then cook them. This is, like, the technocracy version of that. And and I won't disagree with some of the things that this biohack.info.com has to say on it, but up until January or June 12th of 2020, Ben Zion was the official presidential candidate of the U.S. Transhumanist Party for the 2020 presidential elections, nicknamed Boar Zion because of the blandness of his campaign. Ben Zion was essentially <laughs> handpicked by the party, which is correct. I wouldn't doubt that he was the handpicked one. He was the one going out getting drinks with Natasha Bita Moore. Max Moore is the one that was rumored by Rachel Haywire to have uh, the Epstein contract for uh, cryonics and uh, cryge- uh, uh, cryogenics. Yeah. Um, so and- his campaign was really bland. Do you think he tasted bland too? Is that why it never took <laughs> off? <laughs> he, has, he has no flavor to him? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, he's going to have his own Ben Zion burgers and they're going to sell Ben Zion burgers, you know? <laughs> and, and he's going to get you some uh, potato lab-grown 3D-printed french fries <clears throat> and some of that synthetic chicken that they grow in the lab. And it's already here, bro. KFC is already <laughs> selling 3D, 3D-printed chicken and, like, I don't know. I've, I've seen that. I, I have yet to try it. I usually tend, like, because I don't eat a lot of fast food often, of course. Um, but uh, I, I do try to, I'm intrigued by when fast food restaurants try to go plant based. And largely it's just a fad. Like, it's literally just a money making scheme. Like, everyone should definitely be aware of that. And even with Burger King and their Impossible Burgers, I would never recommend those to anyone because they partner with Monsanto and their GMO soy to make those Impossible Burgers. So you're still, you know, pumping a bunch of crap in your body that you shouldn't be. Um, but it's, it's, it's really interesting. And, you know, listen, Zion's a good guy, regardless of what you want to say about him. Uh, I have no problem. I, I get what he was trying to do. And he's ahead of his time because I literally believe, as he does, that this is where the future is going to go. Not because I think it's the right way, the future, but because I think that nobody really is getting involved in transhumanism in order to make these debates and kind of pull that culture. That's why, like, listen, not all transhumanists are Ben Zion. Okay, there's a lot of, there's even a Christian transhumanist movement. If you're not getting involved in transhumanism, which is an umbrella term that now has adopted, you know, synthetic biology, biohybrid robotics, which is basically human flesh growing on robots. So you can't tell the difference. Uh, you know, we're talking about uh, cryptocurrency, all mm-hmm. these, anything futuristic, has a singularity, life extension, who will have access to it? Uh, you know, cures for diseases using radical nanobot technology, uh, you know, privacy concerns. You want to be involved in those debates. Go sign up for the transhumanist party. And I'm not trying to say that uh, all transhumanists are bad because I'm 
a member of the transhumanist party. And it's not because I want to live forever. I mean, don't get me wrong. It would be nice to get an extra couple hundred years being able to read every book in the library or something, you know, some, some kind of cool goal of knowledge and being able to help our fellow man. But some people do it for narcissistic reasons because they want to live forever, you know? So, uh, and that's the thing, honestly, that that should be the really, the, the real message that needs to be pushed is like, everyone should become educated about these things because ultimately that's where society is going anyway, with the developments of technology and whatnot. And there are a lot of positive things that can come from it. Um, so the answer isn't to ostracize it and shut it down. It's that more people need to become knowledgeable of it. More people need to get involved with it because getting good people uh, to replace the psychopaths that are driving the agenda is, you know, ultimately how we fix all the messed up stuff in our world. Bro, we should play this video. He has a video. Ben oh, Zion. Oh, crap. Ben <laughs> Zion Burger, history's first, lab-grown. He, he's painful to listen to. Uh, he's just not a really good public speaker. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm just being honest. And... Uh, he, 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 he does the whole, uh, I'll let you guys see, I guess we'll go ahead. Uh, we'll do a vote. Anyone that wants to see this, maybe we'll just, uh, share it in the chat and, uh, <laughs> we'll not make people suffer. Uh, but transhumanism and, ex- and there's extremists, they want the cannibalism. That's not even a joke. Uh, and, uh, it's not because of what you think. It's not because they want to eat other people, but because it is the most humane thing. And I wonder, like, there's like, that's gotta make you go crazy. And it's here it is. And it seems Ben Zion is determined to keep cannibalism, the center of how independent presidential campaign, as he strongly believes cannibalism is a solution to an imminent ecological collapse that will be brought about by climate change. Ben Zion makes the conviction clear that aforementioned video manifesto in which he does indeed appear to be eating what looks like flesh. The video, which you can watch below by scrolling below the article, is excruciating to watch, barely audible, as loud, obnoxious music scores play in the background. Ben Zion can be seen rambling on and on before proceeding to present the Petri dish with the human meat with a fork. Ben Zion then proceeds to be a Hannibal Lecter and eat the contents of the Petri dish. No, Ben, no. Oh, well, okay. We're going to play it. So without the audio in the background, let's see you. I don't know if I can even show this on TV. Yeah, like I don't even know if this is FCC. Well, we don't have to worry about the FCC, well, I but I don't even know if this is YouTube friendly. Science. Here he goes. Uh, <laughs> here it is. We're putting it on the screen for you guys. And here's the dude, Ben Zine, who's been on the rundown live before. And uh, when he was running, we talked about transhumanism. And yeah, that doesn't, bro, does that look good to you? It no. looks like he had some, like, he had to put some, like, taco packets on that. Bro. He some, like, hot sauce or something some taco bell diablo sauce bro i've i've been obsessed with the diablo sauce recently man yeah, like that's what I, he's got on there you know he's putting <laughs> he needs it straight up oh here it goes he doesn't even look happy about it like, oh. like <laughs> how does he expect you to do it look at this oh this is hard to watch he's thinking about it he's like uh should i do this oh you can tell he's uncertain you can tell he's not about this yeah he's he's looking at it look at he looks like (laughs) (laughs) he's looking at it like alcoholic that drinkles alcohol and puked it all up and is considering drinking the puke oh he ate it okay Uh, yeah you can tell he's not about that look Look at that. He's not. No, no, no. He's not. Does he swallow? Does he swallow? Oh, he's. He did. Yeah. Oh, he plugged his nose, pinched his nose, and he, he's still chewing. He's chewing. 
Why, Ben? Oh. Why? Why? Look, he's got the fist and that's, you know, that's terrible. He's helping anti-fun BLM that's... according to uh biohack.info. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not even lying. That's what it says in an article. Uh he was he left the transhumanist party because of the fact that he didn't feel they did enough to support BLM and Antifa. So Jesus. Yeah, that's, that's so uh in a very blatant transition, Kristan, uh the recently there was a UFO sighting in the New York Post that we mentioned. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's usually a blimp. Uh so right. Uh, it's weird when we see these different things, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, UFO sightings, um, cyborgs, uh, being bartenders. That's where we're going. Uh, yesterday, I, I think I talked about this a little. We have war in Ukraine. We got, you know, freedom convoys in Canada. And now we have a people's convoy in the United States. And World War Three is on the brink. And it's like, why not bring on the aliens? You know, it's about that time. You know, it's like we're getting there. It's getting, I can see it in our future where they're like, yeah, these are the aliens. We made these animal human hybrids and some deep underground military base, but they flew in on a pretty cool TR3B we made, you know, I don't, I have no idea what's going on with that, but I wanted to dive down into a little bit less serious, but serious side of things. Mm -hmm. Um, That being the craziness that we didn't even cover that's going on with Facebook and their crackdown uh, of what they, they caught somebody at Meta that was running some kind of pedal ring. Yes, uh, actually. I can't believe I forgot about this. News and we didn't, we haven't like even like if I Google it right now, hold on. Was that Meta exec? Yeah. Like Meta executive pedophile. and pedophile sting. And yeah, this is daily yeah. mail. Uh, it says, I love naked cuddles on the cold evening. Blah, puke. Yes. How senior Facebook executive was caught in a child abuse sting. We'll call it that just for PR. After allegedly grooming a 13-year-old boy with a sick message and arranging to meet up in an Ohio hotel. Yeah, I think this was actually uh, an expose originally by... Uh... By Project Veritas, I may be wrong, um, but uh, but yeah, they it's absolutely things. They 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 set up these fake stings all the time. Yeah, you know that that's one of the reasons I really appreciate the work that James O'Keefe and Project Veritas does because even though I mean, yeah, you know, you can see with the way they cover certain things, they have a bit of a right wing bias, but at the end of the day, they still present a lot of good information that people do need to know about. Uh, you know, and I tell people all the time, like you need. You know, information from all areas, you know, so whether it's Project Veritas, you have some other, you know, like a left wing group doing it. Like if they're if they're presenting you true information, the fact that it's true is all that matters. Well, this one is out from our friends over at Infowars. Check this out. Meta bans journalists that exposed the viral pedophile thing. That doesn't surprise me. I mean, that's that's right in that's right in Zuckerberg's playbook. President of Predator Catchers, Inc., joins American Journal to deliver bombshell news that Meta has gone to great lengths to cover up child abuse committed by their former employee. But why? But maybe because it's bad for Meta. They want to know why, why their, uh, their stock dropped. I bet you they knew about this before they even rated it. That's why his stock dropped. Of course. Absolutely. You I mean, know what I'm saying? 
the elitists were tipped off. The investors were tipped off. People completely dumped Facebook because they knew it was going to happen. And then it happened. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's that's typically the way things go is that you have, uh, I mean, oftentimes you don't find out, but every once in a while you do find out that when it comes to, you know, these sort of, uh, whether it's uh, Facebook, whether it's the CNN, the recent pedophiles there that have been exposed, like oftentimes you find out that these people knew um, or had at least some inclination uh, that they were harboring uh, just vile individuals and they did nothing uh, to check in about it. They did nothing to, you know, reprimand them, to fire them, uh, up until, of course, it went viral and then they got exposed. You, you know what Zuck is doing? You know what he's really doing? What's that? He, he's making little bizarre picnics in Metaverse. And yeah, you yeah. is Metaverse? Like, when, when you think, like, me and you think Metaverse, we think The Matrix. Mm-hmm. His metaverse is like a bunch of Nintendo Wii characters. Here's a video <laughs> of it. Like, like this is what he's working his entire time on, wearing Bro. goggles and uh, having this type of material come out of uh, his billions of dollars of investment. Check this out. Tell me this is like good investment, bad investment. There he is. That's his metaverse. Looks like a kid made it. All I know is that if they're working on stuff like this, bro, it better have like Red Dead Redemption 2 graphics, okay? This this ain't doing it. (laughs) OG graphics. This is like, yeah. Uh, You know, look at that. Like, this is what you're spending all your time doing, Zuck? You change your name of Facebook so you can make like third grade animations that we made with Flash 20 years ago? Look at his stuff. Oh man, it, it it's yeah, look, it's look wild. At the, they're copying and pasting palm trees in it as we speak. <laughs> like, <laughs> look, he's making a picnic, and this is what Zuck's doing. He's all happy because he can arrange his little picnic meetings with people across the. He'll be like, "Hey, uh, Gigi Ping, you want to go on the picnic? Let me show mm-hmm. you my metaverse." Yeah, the the Zuckerberg is totally you know like he's sitting there and he's you know posting his little. <laughs> Why not get them all together? Get get Zuckerberg. We'll get Doctor Strange, Glove Fauci, and then we'll mm-hmm. get uh, Doctor Blue Screen, Bill Gates, the guy who crashes computers and has no college degree. And they can right. all run the metaverse, and they can have secretive meetings. Yeah, he's he's spending his time in here making like you know their metaverse picnic and whatnot. Meanwhile, Facebook is uh, you know allows for the the praising of of fascist militias in Ukraine. So the Bilderbergers can meet and have (laughs) their rightful spots on the screen. Mm -hmm. Emojis that pop up and all the old people are like, oh, you know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you hear about that story? Um, I think I shared it with you. It was from uh, The Intercept about uh, how Facebook now all of a sudden is allowing the praise. It's okay to praise neo-Nazis so long as they fight the evil Russians. Uh, here it ridiculous. is. Facebook allows praise of neo-Nazi Ukrainian battle lion if it fights Russian invasion. You can't make this stuff up. Uh, oh, we're going to have to go. We we visited the Intercept too much. Uh, <laughs> archive. Uh, MD, if you guys don't use that, I'm just telling you that's how you get your news if you can't. Uh, yeah, like anytime you have a paywall or something. Well, that's not even a paywall because I have an intercept account. Like you just have to plug in your email address and then they like send you emails like, hey, here's our latest article and stuff like that. Yeah, but, yeah. News from today. Literally, you can't make this up. Facebook is allowing people to temporarily speak positive and praise of neo-Nazi Ukrainian battle line. That's how much the left hates not, hates uh, Russia. 
Why do they need yeah. it so bad? Uh, well, I mean, you know, when it comes to the whole anti-Russian propaganda that's been going on, I mean, that's been a prevailing part of the U.S. empire uh, and and its, uh, you know, imperialist foreign policy for years and years. I mean, we've seen it going, stretching as far back as 2016 when it comes to the whole Russian hacking the election narrative that was completely bogus. Uh, and even before that, like long, long before that. Um, but it's just, you know, the ironies and the hypocrisies that we're seeing from this company, uh, you know, and, you know, as someone that's covered this issue and is constantly trying to put forth the facts about what's actually going on. Uh, meanwhile, because Americans are so easily hypnotized by pro-war propaganda, like everyone's espousing these State Department talking points as if they're facts like, oh, you know, such and such, you know, and supporting the U.S. led narrative uh, when in reality it's, it's they're literally just regurgitating State Department propaganda points. Uh, and that's not to say that uh, Putin's invasion of Ukraine is justified. It's not. It's illegal. It's immoral. And it shouldn't have happened. There are other ways that this could have been handled. But there's so many people that are just completely uh, you know, they have this aversion to the facts because unfortunately so many still trust the mainstream narrative of what they're being told by their governments while the while the U.S. and NATO completely still continue to refuse its role in creating this crisis. And, you know, now we have Facebook that has, you know, cracked down on hate speech for so many years when, you know, you can get you know, banned for hate speech just for saying, you know, something that's a fact like, oh, you can... Uh, Johnson and Johnson was fined nine million dollars or some crap like that, and they'll say you're, it's COVID misinformation and hate speech and all this other junk. But now it's okay if you actually praise neo Nazis so long as they fight the Russians. Well, you know uh, how that is turning out for them is pretty creepy because uh, we got people out there like uh, the little guy, what's the name, Kyle Rittenhouse, who's mm-hmm. going around and now he's suing mainstream media for basically asserting that he was a white supremacist, neo-Nazi-esque type individual. Right. And the left wanted to paint them. The fe- the left was salivating. Do you know how many interviews I did for the mainstream narrative and uh, the ACLU and Southern Poverty Law Center, whatever, all these organizations reaching out to me as a witness in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial uh, they, they reached out to me and they all wanted to know, did you identify, was there any extremists? Did he have any like white supremacist patches? Uh, you know, just asking me about what these individuals all had. Like they had the little frog dude. What is that? Gek, the boogaloo frog or whatever. Who, Pepe? Pepe, the frog? Pepe, Pepe, the frog. And they had him on his boogaloo swag and they had, you know, it was mostly boogaloo kids. I, I can't yeah. identify them as being some form of a supremacist or anything like that. They just seem like, you know, Wisconsin, everyone has guns. That's just the way it is. They're like, they think it's weird. New York's like, what? They got guns in Wisconsin? It's like, yeah, welcome <laughs> to America. You know, uh, even though right. 92% of Americans now said that they'd take up arms if our nation was invaded. I don't right. know. It sounds and it's interesting, you know, that you break here, guys. We'll be back after these messages from our sponsors. Uh, don't go anywhere. We got more where this is coming from. Whoa. We'll even open the lines for you guys if you guys want to call in in the second hour phone number here is 1-855-472-5483 we'll be we'll be down for more of this conversation with don by jr christan t harris after this after this break
don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Families don't have to talk about everything, but they should talk about how to plan for an emergency. Get tips and resources to make your family's emergency plan. Hey members, the new KGRADB app is now available on iOS and Android devices. Gain on-demand access to any KGRADB programming. Download any show directly to your mobile device to listen or watch on the go. Go to the App Store and search KGRADB. In honor of 222, KGRA Digital Broadcasting is showing you double the love with a couple of new ways to enjoy the benefits of membership. Use promo code FEB22 to activate a 20% discount on your annual membership and receive a free 30-day trial. You will enjoy 24-hour access to your favorite hosts, engaging you on incredible topics. This includes all episodes in our members-only portals. Then imagine access to our award-winning classic episodes in the members-only KGRA-DB vault and gain access to KGRA-DB special content and programming. Go to KGRA-DB.com and type promo code FEB22. That's feb 22 Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, you don't know it yet, but you are listening to History in the Making while you are listening to this show. We know now that in the early years of the 20th century, this world was being watched closely by intelligences greater than man, yet as mortal as his own. I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! Censored by the mainstream media, the destroyer of fake news, and your host of The Rundown Live, Kristen T. Harris.
Rundown Live, rundownlive.com on KGRADB.com. Uh, home to John B. Wells, Caravan to Midnight in the Evening. Support them. They do a good job there. Uh, here he's at the Anchor in the Evening. Also, uh, we're on Band.Video now. So if you'd like to check out all the band videos, you can go check out Band.Video, which is the new ultimate. It's like what YouTube used to be. Like, like if you were like a pop conspiracy culture dude, right? And you wanted to research anything you really wanted to with the, with an exception, there's some still some stuff that uh, I'm sure that you can't find there, uh, but you can find it there. And there's a lot of information and uh, you know, even, even just simple documentaries like the pandemic, which was banned. Uh, you, you can find that information there at band.video. And it's always interesting to see how a lot of these private platforms are growing. And I want to thank the guys over there for including us on the platform uh, as we grow and, uh, you know, our coverage and the things that we do here at the Rundown Live. The, they've always been real good to us and never had any problems with Alex Jones and they've never, you know, frame me poorly you know who's caused me some lossless sleep over the last few years the mainstream media no this guy this guy right here on the screen let's see we'll put him on the screen right there oh, it's okay. me i've caused him the problem oh, oh, oh. <laughs> this. oh this guy this guy right here. <laughs> you know if you guys don't know i was uh, a witness in the kyle rittenhouse trial as well as i caught a lot of footage about him not saying that the loss of sleep was inherently Kyle's fault, but I put myself in a position where I was filming as media and um, I got the most extensive footage and was around the armed citizens probably for the most part longer than anyone else that was covering the event. I just felt it was a different story. And uh, he's got uh, he's got his own message now. You know what he's saying? He's saying there's going to be accountability, the mainstream media. I would hope so, you know, because... Um... I, I've made uh, I've made it very clear uh, throughout our coverage of the Rittenhouse trial. Like I I I don't really care one way or the other for Kyle. I don't think he should have been there, but it's his prerogative to do so. But uh, the way the mainstream media has completely smeared and vilified this kid is absolutely repugnant. Right. Uh, and uh, you know I'm hoping that he is going to take them the way Nick Sandeman did. You remember Nick Sandeman? He, uh, they called him a white supremacist because he was that kid in the MAGA hat and he was like smiling at the Native the American kid. Yeah. And as it turns out, it was the Native American protester that actually like initiated the conflict and whatnot, but they t turned it and spun it around on him and called him white supremacist and all that other crap. He and he, them too, didn't and he, yeah. Yeah. And he sued them for millions of dollars. I hope Rittenhouse does the same thing for all those mainstream hacks that drug his name through the mud. Well, okay, let's talk about this for a second, bro. So at what point does it go from us saying something like David Rockefeller is this evil person that could be tied to 9-11 uh, and um, being smearing his name or saying George Soros is a Nazi collaborator, which is historically accurate, like, uh, and them Facts. saying, hey. The difference is facts. Yeah. Uh, we, we know that George Soros is a Nazi collaborator, and it's demonstrable that uh, Rockefeller was a terrible human being who set up, uh, who helped uh, with the uh, with the help of, uh, what was his name? I can't remember the guy's name off the top of kid. my head. But you know he helped. Hmm? Rockefeller would lie to his kids to keep them sharp? Yeah, yeah. But, but that's my point. It's like, it's, it's you know, there are things that are uh, – easily demonstrable that that show Rockefeller is a bad person or that George Soros is a Nazi collaborator uh, and zero evidence that Rittenhouse is some frothing at the mouth white supremacist who killed black people. All of those things are fake. <laughs> so I think that's where the, the narrative very 
hard. They wanted that narrative because it was the anti-gun lobby. I think that was the big issue was the mm-hmm. type of gun he used and the fact that the GUN was used. That, and that- I think it's it's interesting. I'm glad we're kind of circling back to the gun thing because once we pivot from Rittenhouse, there is something I want to bring up. I have an article uh, set up on my screen today. Uh, did you see Occupy Democrats and, and a lot of these other leftists are now uh, they're in favor of guns. You know, now they're totally okay with uh, you know, people having guns because the Ukrainian government is handing out guns to all of their citizens. So now you got to occupy Democrats and all these other very hardcore anti-gun lefties that are realizing the importance of an armed citizenry. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna point this out. From my experience as a person who's covered 30, 40 BLM Antifa protests, those organizations, BLM, Antifa, they're not anti-gun. They bring guns. Not going right. to even lie. They bring guns. So right. uh, there are leftists, especially in America, that oh, are yeah, absolutely. And, yes, absolutely. And, like, they're hunting, and some of them don't feel that we should have like silencers and you know the ability to have uh, bump stock and semi-automatics. And we carry that. People get uh, the automatics or want the automatic style because they want protection from the government. And people are like, oh, you would never use that. Oh, really? Look at New Zealand. Oh, really? Look at Australia. Oh, really? Look at the Canada, Canada there. Hey, huh? Like way up there. They got all those uh, moose and elk and stuff, and uh, they can only go hunting, and they're not allowed to even bring guns. Otherwise, they go directly to jail, and I think they're incarcerated forever or something like that. I don't know what the rule is when you can't bring uh guns or uh, weapons to protest. But in America, you know, they, they can bring all the uh, like guns and arms and everything else that they want as long as they use them, you know, appropriately. We saw that with the Rittenhouse trial, not that it was, uh, you know, a positive thing that happened as a result. Uh, but uh, he had it. He used it. Should he have been there? Nah, but there'll be people that'll be upset at me for that opinion. I'm just saying if that was your kid, if you had a 17 year old kid, there's like, would you want them in that situation? And I think any loving parent for the most part would be like, nah, no way. I wouldn't like, I would pretty sure that people would be grounded, you know, Um, he made good decisions, uh, you know, with the rifle used it in self-defense. Was it required? That was the debate. And obviously he's innocent according to what the Kenosha uh, jury decided. And I can't disagree with that as a person who was there and witnessed the second and third shootings. But the idea is is the now you're right there is this idea that people are now seeing the value in guns in the left they right. they they can see what happens when a government becomes encroaching even the leftists have experienced encroaching government with these mask mandates you don't think that there's leftists now that are like oh well we don't have to wear masks anymore but you've been telling me that cloth masks work now you're saying that they don't work you got one mask two masks three masks four none of the masks work so throw them on the floor hey hey you know? <laughs> like it just blows my mind. It blows my mind. So, uh, so Ukraine is handing out guns to citizens. The left finally realizes Second Amendment is not for hunting. And I mean, that's really the truth. And I'm okay with it. Let all the leftists all of a sudden be pro hunting because they're giving out guns. All I'm exactly. concerned about is that we don't need a civil war. And as you know, leftists don't primary. Well, leftists have guns. I'm just saying, you know. But like, yeah. 
you know, if they, if they start handing out free guns to leftists, then I'm going to say that they're preparing for something. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, I'm, but I'm with you, man. Like, you know, I'm not against people realizing the importance of the second amendment. Of course. Um, it, it's just, uh, you know, the pointing out of the hypocrisy and the fact that we know that, uh, specifically from groups like Occupy Democrats, uh, which has a history of just being absolutely asininely wrong about so many things and flip-flopping on things. Uh, this, this shift in ideology will likely not last that long, you know, because it's it's one of those echo chamber things is, you know, they're not supporting, you know, arming citizens because it's actually the right thing to do and because, you know, you have a right to self-defense and a right to protect yourself. They're simply supporting it because now it supports the State Department talking points that back up Western imperialism that's, uh, you know, supporting uh, all the nonsense that's happening in Ukraine right now. And it's just one of those things. It's like the logical fallacies really, really start to hurt. And just like, maybe if you could apply some of this common sense to the United States or, or people in general, because it's not an American issue. Like I've said for a long time, you know, if the constitution didn't have a second amendment, I'd still be pro gun because everyone has a right to self-defense because that's ultimately what it comes down to uh, is that's the reason the Second Amendment was written into the Constitution and why it was written so high into the Constitution is to ensure that the citizenry were sufficiently armed to protect themselves as a last resort from their own government should that become necessary. It's about one's right. It's not just about a people's right to self-defense, but it's about an individual's right to self-defense. And anyone that says different is either ignorant or lying or both. It's just a simple fact of history. Well, and guns aren't for everyone. We all know that probably shouldn't have a gun, and they have them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, like, bro, you got a temper, and the last thing you need is, uh, like I yelled at that one dude in Kenosha right on video, you know, absolutely that they, they have weapons and they shouldn't have them. And, for, yeah. and the reason why is they have a temper, and the reason why they have a gun is because they have a temper, and they piss somebody else off, and they're worried for their safety. And the real issue is you need to get your temper in order. Like, uh, it, you know, and even with the Occupy movement, I agree with you. There's a lot of things that they were wrong on. I agree with uh, the whole idea of the 1%. I mean, uh, the mm -hmm. Federal Reserve, the banker issues. Uh, and there's a lot of people that came out of Occupy that became libertarians. Look at that. Mm -hmm. What's his name? Uh, Tim Poole there and uh, the Luke Radowski from We Are Change, uh, the Bilderberg Bohemian Grove kid who doesn't age. He looks like he's like 16 <laughs> years old until he's like 40. So I don't know. He's a transhumanist. They're all natural. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, uh, it's just one of those really uh, interesting things to see unfold, you know? Yeah. So you think Kyle Rittenhouse wins? You think, and what does that do for the independent media? Does that mean that they just start banning us permanently? Or if the, if the mainstream media is starts getting held accountable about what they say about us, uh, you know, I guess, do they ever really do they just think of that as a tax? Like, okay, we'll just keep paying these because we're going to slander you and control the narrative? Or do they start uh, clamping down on all of us more? Uh, I don't know. I mean, in, in a, you know, the, the preferable outcome is that they recognize the folly of their ways and that you can't just go about slandering people like that. Uh, and they actually cool it. And, you know, I, I don't expect this to be the case at all, of course, but it would be wonderful to see the mainstream media uh, actually go back to, you know, some sort of semblance of having a rational, uh, logical, objective discourse with regard to facts rather than just simply pushing narratives that fit some sort of uh, tribalist agenda. 
Well, and that's what it comes down to is the divide and conquer tactic and mm-hmm. uh, the two party system because it's already well greased and well controlled. Two sides of one, two wings of one eagle, you know. And uh, I'm interested in seeing the outcome. And it, the kid gets what he deserves. I hope he invests it into something that uh, is beneficial for humanity. And uh, we don't see him on the uh, one of those TV shows of 10 years later, he's broke, doesn't have any money. And uh, <laughs> he's like, he's like homeless or something. You know, you always see those TV shows that are out there where they're like, you know, they're on uh, the real world living in the house with 12 other people who are used to be famous and now are in some form of rehab, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I do hope that, you know, if he does, uh, you know, if things do go the right way and he does, you know, he's able to hold them accountable to some degree that he does a turn around and, you know, invest that money into something that does ultimately go towards helping society or his community at large or, or something like that. Well, it's interesting. You don't want to know one of the most interesting things about uh, everything to me right now is the pivot and turn. And by that, I mean the pivot and turn from the whole COVID-19 fear porn factory, mm-hmm. right? So now we have World War Three mm-hmm. fear porn factory, and people are just addicted to fear. That's what yeah. they want them to be. Yeah, well, people are addicted to fear because I think, you know, more so it's not necessarily that people are addicted to fear, but it's that people are made to be addicted to fear because of how the mainstream media pushes it on society so much. You know, I don't think people actively go out searching for reasons to be afraid, but when you get inundated with all of this like constant fear porn from the media, uh, it, it starts to certainly have a psychological impact, not just on the individual, but on society. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right, because we see these videos. And by the way, I got to tell you, watching the footage from Ukraine, it's addictive. Like, mm-hmm. they didn't have this in World War One and Two. Right. Like you guys don't understand in World War One and Two, they didn't have all of this footage that is being just like basically like live streamed. And how does that impact us as a nation and our thoughts on war? Like it's fascinating that we can be glued to a TV, watch another nation be under attack by Russia, which by the way, we didn't know for sure what was going on. We thought for sure Russia was probably just kind of testing the waters, but lo and behold, I'm not entirely surprised they went all in and they are going to disarm Ukraine and they didn't want NATO there. NATO is like, okay, we're staying away. Just don't have nuclear war, world war three. And that's kind of where we're at with all of this. Right. Right. And And it's it's sad media. All I see is, this type of video, like just stuff being exploded all over the place. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Lindell uh, is offering 60 You getting sound in the background? Top I line. am, but He's we also don't have anything right on now yet. exclusively. All right. There we go. There we go. 
No, what you're going to see on the screen, basically what I got on here. Oh, I heard about this. They, they literally have been aggregating video game footage as Ukraine war footage. But why? Like, People out there, that's what they do. They make these they, they make these claims. They have a Ukrainian account, and this is straight like some of this footage is straight out of video games. Yeah. And and you know, unfortunately, uh I don't know if it's just a mistake and people didn't realize it or if it was done deliberately. Um, at least in this case, uh, you know, I do know that there are other instances where it was done deliberately because, uh, especially on Telegram, where I get a lot of updates from, like just from people that are on the ground and whatnot, um, because I uh, work with a number of colleagues from Anti War and from We Are Change uh, to put a lot of updates about what's happening on Telegram, which, which, by the way, I'm glad I thought of that. For anyone who's watching, you want constant updates about what's going on not only on the ground with regard to the ukraine russia fighting but also geopolitically follow me on telegram at break the matrix news i'll see if i can put up on the screen here in a shameless self-plug but i really am you know i'm working with anti-war and with uh, some of the guys from we are changed to really constantly help provide you know a lot of updates about what's going on here uh I have propaganda fake videos of ukraine invasion bombard users on ap here yeah, there we go. I have it on the screen now, my, my Telegram username. But uh, yeah, there is another instance um, of a blatant propaganda where uh, they, uh, the Ukrainian authorities, the Ukrainian media or something like that, they, they posted this image of drone strikes destroying, uh, I think it's like armored personnel carriers or like, you know, troop battalions or something like that. Uh, and it was, they, 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 passed it off as this video of the Ukrainian forces hammering back against the Russians. And then someone decided to do a reverse image search just to, you know, keep them on their P's and Q's. And as it turns out, it was drone footage from Syria in 2017 of a U.S. drone striking an ISIS target. So it's deliberate misinformation. Right. And so nowadays you don't get this kind of stuff usually, but Facebook has allowed it. Like I've been getting them from Facebook and you know, what's uh, pressuring. So my question is, is why does Facebook allow some deep fakes and not others like TikTok? Uh, you can see everything you see people and you're like, what the hell am I watching? And you have the option to continue to watch or skip it. Right. Uh, Facebook doesn't allow a lot of the trash that's on TikTok. However, uh, along with the trash comes a lot of vital and interesting information uh, and other viewpoints. And I'm not talking about extremist viewpoints. Points. I'm just talking about different viewpoints in the official narrative, whatever is uh, canon law or that's uh, considered verbatim fact by the media or consensus per se. And uh, you get to hear different viewpoints. So a lot. That's why TikTok's blowing up over Facebook, although they do have censorship. It's not like what we see on Facebook. But Facebook chooses now to allow you to support Nazis and they allow you to share deep fakes. And uh, no one really... I asked them, why aren't they allowing just normal viewpoints of individuals who uh, have different thoughts on things and just allow, uh, you know, what Dr. Strange Glove Fauci or Dr. Blue Screen Bill Gates uh, wants you guys to see. It's really interesting how double standard and how fake uh, these platforms have been because they've learned that they can control your thought. And we want you to think for yourself here. 
Yeah. And, you know, we're not even seeing any, you know, so-called, and of course we knew we weren't, we wouldn't, of course, but, uh, you know, we're not even seeing any of uh, so-called fact checks uh, from these social media companies about the blatant lies that are being pushed. Um, let's see if I can uh, bring it up on my screen here. Uh, the, uh, there it is. Uh, well, that's not it. <laughs> but uh, let me just see if I can uh, stop sharing that. Now I'll go over here. Yeah, while you're pulling that up. But there's a lot of interesting things that are going on, especially with social engineering and controlling and how everything is being kind of uh, sucked into this whole Ukraine thing. And they're trying to focus everything Ukraine when we just had literally two years of the COVID fear porn. And this is the emerging right. narrative. This is uh, where, when are they going to start censoring? Like I'm waiting for them. As soon as it gets to be big news that the Ukrainian has, uh, Ukrainians have some neo-Nazis and that are being supported by our government. I was waiting for that to be all censored, you know? Right. Yeah. You know, and like, that's one of the big things I made this status earlier and I actually made it on Facebook and then I took a screenshot of it and I set it up on, uh, on my old, my good old Twitter here that I'm on every once in a while. And it's an important point that needs to be pointed out. I said, imagine the abject hypocrisy it takes for an empire that has spent the last three decades pillaging and conquesting its way around the world, facilitating the world's largest slave trade in Libya, genocide in Yemen, apartheid in Palestine, to lecture the world about democracy or decency and democratic processes. Because, you know, we have all these politicians, Joe Biden and, you know, all these other war mongering hawks get up on tv and you know, the tragedy of what's happening we have to defend the freedom and democracy of the world of ukraine of course the, it's the typical line that they always sell for their interventionalist or uh you know neocon foreign policies but i said you know, I don't support Putin's war, but the hypocrisy has to be acknowledged when the U.S. is directly responsible for creating this crisis. For the last eight years, the Western world turned a blind eye as Ukrainian military and its fascist militias massacred civilians in the Donbass. They never once condemned Zelensky for, quote, attacking his own people as they did to Bashir al-Assad in Syria, the irony being palpable when considering that the accusation against Assad was actually a lie uh but now that it benefits their agenda all of a sudden they give a crap staggering absolutely staggering and if i uh exit out of here and scroll back up uh in my twitter feed there is a uh, one from aaron mate that i shared right here that goes to what i was saying here we have un figures this is just from 2018 to 21 showing that 81 percent of the civilian casualties in the donbas region during active hostilities uh, came from uh, came within the rebel-held ter territories, meaning it was the Ukrainian forces firing into the Donbass, not only at the militia targets, but in the civilian areas because they're intermingled, just like the United States fires its drones into um, residential areas and they hope to hit a terrorist, but they end up blowing a family to pieces. Um, the overwhelming majority, 81% of civilian casualties in the Donbass, came from Ukrainian uh, military fire, artillery, shells, and, you know, other sort of operations. So, uh, you know, the, the hypocrisy that we're getting from the West with, with regard to all of this happening is it's, it's as loud as it is silent, if that makes sense. Yeah. And the, we talked about yesterday, how that they're targeting military complexes primarily. And then there's rumors of bio labs and uh, different things that may or may not have been hit uh, in uh, Russia, 
than Ukraine, excuse me, not, you know, so it, it's, it's a wonderful, yeah. uh, and thankfully they're not hitting, uh, the, the Russian invasion. Like I said, it's still inexcusable. It's illegal. It's immoral. And I completely disagree right. with it, but it's but wonderful. Thankfully, at least they're getting hit. Exactly. Thankfully, at least they're not hitting civilian targets. And there are some people like I saw Ben Shapiro. He shared this one video of I think it was like a MiG-29 that came down. He fired this missile into uh, uh, the side of a lady's house. And it has to be uh, really, uh, you know, acknowledged that, first of all, um, if you actually look at the video and you know a little bit about like aero combat and things like that, um, it's not actually it wasn't fired into her house. It fired two missiles. Uh, two air-to-air missiles, likely at a Russian target or a Ukrainian target, because this debate as to whether or not it was a Ukrainian MiG-29 or a, or a Russian MiG or a or SU, whatever they're called. I'm not that familiar with, you know, Eastern European military equipment. Um, but if you look closely in the video, it fired two projectiles. One of them locked on target as they're meant to do, but because it was flying low and attempting to avoid the surface-to-air missiles, the second one that ended up hitting the house didn't lock on the target and did a nosedive. And I can tell you it didn't detonate either because being somewhat familiar with munitions, um, if it had detonated, that video would have ended quite abruptly. Right. And did you see that now that uh, you know Ukraine and is, is in full action, Chinese jets approach Taiwan as Beijing blasts, uh, blasts United States for fueling the fires and lead up to Ukraine invasion. Of course, yes. every, you know, if we're going to get the war going on, might as well China's going to grab, you know, maybe Taiwan and then they're going to get their Japan and uh, Japan and New Zealand. And then, then we're going to just uh, have that whole right half of the uh, map be all China. You know, that's where it's going to go. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, think I'm joking? Yeah. I mean, they're ready and like look at how no, they treat the people. China took over the media in Australia. I talked mm-hmm. to ABC Four Corners lady uh, when they came here and interviewed me for the Kyle Rittenhouse uh, Kenosha Unrest documentary, and she said China took over the nation like 20 years ago, bought most of their infrastructure. That's why they went and took all the guns and everything else. They, yeah. they, they've been preparing, and that that's how it works. They take the guns, and then you know all of a sudden you end up like. Australia, New Zealand, and Canada, you know, and you're sitting there with your pants down around your legs and there's nothing you can do. You know, and people wonder why regimes like that work with people like Rockefeller and Kissinger. That was the the name of the other individual that I couldn't think of earlier is Henry Kissinger working with Rockefeller to establish the Mao Zedong regime and, and facilitate communism in China. Right. And here we have it. Like we've been talking about how there hasn't been much uh, censorship yet around the Ukraine issue. Uh, but Twitter says it will consider censoring emerging narratives about Ukraine war. What Shocker. could possibly go wrong? They're going to decide what is real news for you. That's my <laughs> biggest problem with censorship. Like, mm-hmm. you don't get to choose what is real news to you. And, and then, you know, we all had that embarrassment, you know, five or six years ago. We'd read an article and think it was real, and it would be, you know, from uh, the National, what is it, Not the National Post or one of the satire websites. That right. The Onion. <laughs> that wasn't the Onion, you know, and uh, the National Report is what it was. And the oh. National Report would write something and you'd be like, oh, man, you got me. You know, it wasn't obviously, obviously like the uh, Babylon B, you know, which is one of our favorites <laughs> over here. They make me laugh sometimes. They make me happy. Uh, yeah. But that being said, we got commercial break, guys. Don't go anywhere. If you guys want to call into today's program, you can. The phone number here is one 855 472-5483. 1-855-472-5483-85-KGRA-LIVE. 
We'd like to hear from you guys. We'll take your calls if you guys call in. Um, we'll we got like a half an hour left here. So if you guys want some comments on the subjects, we'll dive into those. And if not, we're, we're going to get into some other stuff, some weird news we saw, like including like a UFO sighting that happened just <laughs> recently. Two hours, allegedly, this triangle UFO was allowed to be photographed. It is probably just a blimp. You know, all this kind of weird stuff is always out there. Also, robots are taking over. We'll get into that and a whole bunch more. <laughs> See you guys in just a few minutes. talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Families don't have to talk about everything, but they should talk about how to plan for an emergency. Get tips and resources to make your family's emergency plan. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, members, the new KGRADB app is now available on iOS and Android devices. Gain on-demand access to any KGRADB programming. Download any show directly to your mobile device to listen or watch on the go. Go to the App Store and search KGRADB. In honor of 222, KGRA Digital Broadcasting is showing you double, double the love with a couple of new ways to enjoy the benefits of membership. Use promo code FEB22 to activate a 20% discount on your annual membership and receive a free 30-day trial. You will enjoy 24-hour access to your favorite hosts, engaging you on incredible topics. This includes all episodes in our members-only portals. Then imagine access to our award-winning classic episodes in the members-only KGRA-DB vault and gain access to KGRA-DB special content and programming. Go to KGRADB.com and type promo code FEB22. That's F-E-B-2-2. To the Rundown Live weekdays on KGRA Radio. Kristan T. Harris, Don Vi Jr. Visit therundownlive.com.
Rundown Live, rundownlive.com, where you hear about Mark Zuckerberg, VR picnics, and everything else. We're here with Don Valle Jr., our co-host of the Rundown Live. We're here weekdays, five days a week. Make sure you guys are tuning in as we are raising funds to go cover the People's Convoy. We'll be joining most likely Monday night, and I'll be bringing you live uh, conversation from the road starting at least on Tuesday. So don't go anywhere. We need your support. Go to the rundownlive.com. Donate to our GoFundMe. And if you want to flip off GoFundMe, uh, we have Venmo and PayPal as well. Just go to our link tree on the Rundown Live website menu, that drop down menu from your phone or on your computer. It's on the right hand side and support us. And like I said, if we raise enough money, we'll go cover and, and, and uh, research Mount Weather. We'll go hiking. And it's going to probably be snowy and cold and we're going to be miserable. Trapped in the mountains with the wolves <laughs> and the bears and everything else. So uh, you want to get first-hand coverage. I wonder if there's even cell phone signal up there. For all we know, there's we need not. a satellite phone. Satellite. Yeah, there's not a lot of coverage up there, actually. What we're going to have to do is we'll have to recover. We'll have to, like, record it and then post it later because I've, I've been camping up there. It's desolate, bro. I'm excited. Anyways, uh, we're going to do a rundown of news topics and we're going to get into some fringe and funny stuff that we've seen in the news. But if you want to join us, the phone number here is on the bottom of the screen. It is 1-855-472-5483 for those who are listening via TalkStream Live. Uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, uh, TuneIn Radio, and anywhere that broadcast GRADB or anywhere else that broadcasts our audio-only platform. So uh, you can listen to just audio streaming. You can find those links as well on our link tree on the rundownlive.com. But the open lines are 85 KGRA Live. If you want to use the letters KD5, KGRA Live, dial it on your phone, save it, the rundown live, give us a call at any time. I also uh, want to dive into this right away. Uh, big news, not so big news. Um, we have it here. Whoa, where did I go? Um, Twitter, obviously, we talked about when we left the articles. Twitter still says it will consider censoring emerging narratives, they want to control what you think. Uh, also, in something that we haven't covered yet today, in wildness, like, do you think that you could work for or vote for? somebody or an individual whose campaign video is them nude riding an oil pump. That's right. <laughs> a Texas candidate kicks off controversy by posing nearly nude atop of an oil pump. Now, before I tell you the gender of this individual, do you think it would matter if it was a male versus a female? Uh, what, what are what are your thoughts on it? If it was a male versus female, uh, which one did, would it affect it differently? Let's say first of all, uh, I, I think it, I think it would affect it differently because I mean, let's just be honest: females are a lot more appealing to the eye for both genders as as opposed to a lot of us guys. <laughs> you, you don't think one of those Spartan dudes who has like a fifteen pack, <laughs> they like an odd number of pack, you know, it doesn't look like it's lined just quite right, and it looks like they spray painted it a little bit on them, you know. But we, we'll give them a little bit. One of those guys, you don't think that would be uh, attracted? Yeah, I get it. I mean, I'm attracted to the female, so. Uh, but at the same time. Um, do you think that you could vote for a dude that reminds me of the libertarian candidate a few years back when the libertarian party was having their presidential, um, primary and the mainstream media actually decided to cover it. And you had some dude that went on stage stage and stripped naked because he's a libertarian and he can't, <laughs> and he was running for president. Like that doesn't inspire me to vote for you, bro. Right. Oh, 
what if it was a female? Because we've seen these like porn stars running for president in California or governor, and it never seems to work out. But in Texas, a candidate kicked up controversy. She posed nearly nude atop of an oil pump. Uh, literally a female candidate, and it's wild. It's wild, man. I'm telling you what people like. Is this the TikTok generation of, uh, you know, voting? Is is that where we're getting at here? Here we'll we'll play the video. This this is this is what everyone's raging about. And there's no nudity. It's just uh very. She's on top of an oil pump, and she's got basically a star around her. Uh, you know, like in men, we call them nipples. So, uh, you know, essentially she's on top of an oil pump in a bikini, um, w- very risky. And uh, she's saying basically, what does it say? The campaign says vote, vote Sarah St- uh, Stogner for Texas Railroad Commission. <laughs> well, she's railing something. She's on that oil pump, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good play on words. I like that. Well, I, mean, she, she, I mean, she's not bad looking. She, She's definitely... um. Uh, you know, good looking for her age, but I don't think it's going to help her cause. Why, why would you Probably do this? Not. Like, why? Why? You have to be politicians attract narcissists. And she's like, oh, why wouldn't I vote for her? I'm hot. I'll attract them. Men are simple minded. They got brains <laughs> the size of peas. He, they have boy brains. Okay, I will just do what boys <laughs> like and make it simple, you know. And she's a conservative, I think, too. Which is interesting, you know, a conservative woman in Texas. But, I mean, you know, more power to her. Might not get as many votes. I mean, I don't vote anyway, so you certainly wouldn't get mine no matter what you did. But, uh, you know, more power to you. You know, Oh, you're thinking about it all of a sudden. You're like, ah, Sarah Stogner, 37, <laughs> doesn't look so bad. You know, at 37, she's doing good. I'm not going to lie. I've seen some 37, and that's 37. Wow, she's uh, – Woo, I'm moving to Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Next episode, Kristan's going to come in with a Stetson hat. He's going to have a big old belt buckle. <laughs> they call it the Lone Star State. <laughs> oh, the rundown live. But that's why we call it Wayne's World with a twist of coast to coast AM, man. You never know what you're going to get here in the program. But uh, I just don't know why people would like. Why? Uh, here's a, a story for you that I think that you're going to like a lot, Don. You know why? If you could literally bring back your favorite actors or actresses using AI, would you? Andy Warhol Diaries documentary co- documentary is controversial because it uses AI to recreate artists', artists voice for fake narration. That's interesting, you know, and we've seen that a number of times before. I remember uh, many episodes ago, like a month, two months at this point, who knows, because all the days bleed together in my brain at this point. But we had, uh, uh, you remember you pulled up that song for me? that yeah, was the Nirvana like, song. They took uh-huh. all the Nirvana songs and they loaded them into a iTunes AI system that diagnosed it and wrote its own Nirvana sound. And it sounded just like Nirvana. Yeah, man. Um, you know, so that's really interesting. The fact that that even that's a possibility. But when you get into the, you know, the the idea of potentially bringing back deceased actors and whatnot, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people, you know, yeah, would get on board with it. I mean, you know, this, you know, people like me that I like all sorts of music and 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 movies and whatnot. So I might be down with you know, see if we can bring Tupac back. You know, he might have something interesting to say about what's going on. Albums. Or, <laughs> hmm? You know the AI, they've already thought about it. There's a there's a think tank out there that's sitting there. It's like Warner Brothers, Sony. Just picture the music 
entertainment Bilderberg type group. And they're like, <laughs> so do you guys have any problems if we just take all these albums and we put them in AI and we'll just use their names and we'll put out a whole new 12 tracks and no one will question it. It'll be the best thing they ever listened to because AI wrote it. I'm telling you, it's already been thought of. Somebody out there is like, this could be a crazy idea of money. We're going to take Michael Jackson, all the algorithms from the music. We're going to pump it into a machine. It's going to eat it. Yum, 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 yum. It's going to have too much to eat. It's going to puke out a new song and an album, and people are going to freaking love it. I'm telling you, AI music, I wouldn't doubt, would be euphoric and even more addictive than drugs in some cases. Because just think about how uh, how music affects you. Like, music can heal a broken heart faster than, you know, any kind of medication can. Music Absolutely. is a very soothing thing. It's sound like just like maybe mind control. I'll put in little subliminal leads. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've always said that music is to the soul what poetry is to the heart. You know, I think music is one of our, uh, you know, one, music is one of our greatest gifts because it's a universal language. And when you get to like the idea of like creating AI music, um, you know, you even get to the idea at that point of like, uh, you know, tweaking the frequencies to where you have like, well, what are those like magical hertz and you know, gigahertz and all these other frequencies that like actually have like wild effects on the body and the brain and whatnot. So when you get into like artificially intelligent music and, you know, that that's a possibility too of like inserting these, you know, special sound waves and frequencies and vibrations that, you know, have all these other wild effects. Yeah, I don't know. My my brain, this is my brain. It's just like, if I could take, if you could take your favorite actor, maybe let's say Jim Belushi or maybe Chris Farley and have AI just manufacture a movie with them in it, do mm-hmm. you think that they would do it just because they don't know itself? I mean, probably, yeah. I mean, we can ask our caller. We have Lewis on the line. He's uh, going to be joining us here in a second. Yeah, welcome to the program, Lewis. How you doing? <laughs> Lewis, what actor would you like them to bring back from dead and have AI make him a movie? Hmm. AI? Uh, hmm. Let's see. Hmm. Let's see. Dracula? <laughs> <laughs> Dracula? Oh, yeah, man. Uh, what yeah, was it? Uh, no, Charlie oh. Chaplin, I think. So yeah. thanks for calling in. Uh, what do you got for us today, bro? Hey, congratulations on joining Alex Jones' uh, band on video. Yeah, you saw that, huh? Like, uh, I got some messages from people already, and they're like, hey, is that you up there on that band on video there, hey? And I said, okay, you must remember the only Wisconsinites talk to each other like that. They're like, oh, <laughs> oh uh, I see you are on that band on video there, Uh I didn't expect that. I was eating my cereal, you know, and uh, there you were, you know, and that's basically the conversation I had. And then I had some female friends who were like, oh, hey, I'm a listener. I saw that you guys are now on Band. Video. We share a lot of the same audience, although that we bring a, a slightly different audience and we have a lot of left-leaning listeners. And I think Alex attracts a lot of leftists too, maybe to argue with them or just listen to what they, the right is believing per se, per, you know, and a lot of it. He used, he's an independent dude, so he, his viewpoints are very libertarian. We identify with that, and, you know, he's never done us wrong. Like, Alex Jones has never... Uh, m- published anything that I was that said that was incorrect, never said anything poorly about me. And, you know, if you want to, if you truly believe that Alex Jones is uh, uh misinformation, you'd want him to have good information. And so there's either way, it's a good thing that we're there because that's our goal is to bring accurate information as much as possible. And I think they do a great job over there, you know, Rob Dew and the crew. So I have nothing but great things to say about them over there. 
somebody's gonna hate me for that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, what you have to bring for us today, Lewis? What you got on your mind? Yeah, I'm not sure about what's going on with uh, Russia and Ukraine, but you know, yeah, yes. Um, I mean, you see the gas dollars, gas price is going up, the oil price is going up, so. Got stuck up on the gold then because just the economy crashes, <laughs> you know, you got gold to, um, you know. Yeah, you know, that's going to be one of the big issues that uh, really uh, it starts to impact American society anyways is the uh, the increasing price of gas and oil um, due to the fact that because of all the things going on in Ukraine right now, it's caused a complete halt to the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Uh, which is not an oil pipeline, it's a gas pipeline that runs uh, from Russia to Germany, uh, and it's been completely put on hold. So, um, unfortunately, we can expect even more rising numbers at the pump because of that one. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah you know, Luis, I, I always appreciate your calls from California. It's been a while since we heard from you. What have you been up to, man? Uh, how how are you surviving over there? Are th- are they still clamping down down there in uh, California? When I was out there, and I was out there, I visited who did I visit? Uh, Leo Lanzagami and Jordan Maxwell and uh, G. Edward Griffin and a bunch of cool people that live in California with you, Luis. Uh, you know, what's it like out there? Has things changed? How how is uh, the atmosphere there? Hmm. Aside from chemtrails, uh, probably uh, they're starting to miss a uh, list of mask mandates, but all these federal employees are still uh, <laughs> mandatory inside only. Yeah, you know, that's uh, really interesting, Lewis. We thank you for your call. You know, we really appreciate it. Um, that, you know, it's, it's, that's always an interesting thing to bring up is the issue of uh, – you know, chemtrails and, uh, you know, weather modifications and, and things such as that, uh, you know, because it seems like in some areas it's increasing in other areas, it's decreasing, uh, you know, but who, but who really knows what's going on? Yeah. Right. 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 And, uh, appreciate the phone call. You guys want to call in one 472 5483 Sometimes we get to the call. Sometimes we don't, we haven't heard from Lewis for a while. So we wanted to make sure we take his call. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of weird things that are going on in the news. And, you know, we talked about fake eye. What movie actor would you like to see? But did you hear this one? They found marbles basically on the surface of the moon. I didn't. That's that's actually really interesting. I haven't heard about that at all. Yeah. And for all our space nerds out there on KGRA and specifically you, Mr. Mark D'Antonio, I need you to call <laughs> in right now and to solve this mystery for me. Uh, Mr. Mark D'Antonio, top uh, astronomist in the world. Uh, mysterious balls of glass spotted on surface of the moon by China Rover. Oh, look at that. It's Chinese. It's the Chinese rover. They're beating us again, bro. <laughs> uh, look at that. They got it literally, it looks like exactly like they so uh, describe it. Do you see it? Yeah. You know, that's that's really cool. I mean, you know, it raises a lot of questions as to exactly how, you know, stuff like that could get there because I'm, I'm not aware uh, of any natural processes where that is formed. So, you know, we may be. You know, just in this, you know, discovering, you know, different effects of gravity and, and you know, how certain things, uh, you know, different meteor impacts. Because, of course, the moon is impacted by so many meteors. And, you know, just in, you know, the fact that this is a thing now uh, could potentially raise, you know, new questions about how, you know, things in space occur with meteor impacts and gravity and uh, other sorts of, uh, you know, 
aster uh space but, anomalies what that's would the word what would cause this you know here first of all there's some flat earther out there that's going to be blowing up our phones and be like no we've never been to the moon and, you know you know they get those people sometimes and uh, <laughs> you know they're freaking out they're like these aren't real photographs these are these like look at right. the graininess you know that like literally uh they always uh you know there's skeptics it's okay to be a skeptic i'm not gonna say don't be a skeptic but uh, the rationale to that these aren't legitimate, yeah. uh, you know, what, what proof do you have? Uh, here, here it is, uh, you know, a little ice. What is it? A little, like, well, I mean, we can there. see if we can get a, you know, see if we can get Chris's opinion. We have a caller from the UK, uh, Chris from the UK. Uh, see what you, uh, what do you think about these, uh, you know, marbles on the moon, man? How you doing? Good, good, really good. <laughs> been a little bit of time since I last talked to you. We're doing okay over here in the UK. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of worried that NATO will be stepping into this war over there in Ukraine. And by the way, I did lose some marbles, but not on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good know, to, yeah, it's good to hear y'all are doing good over there in the UK, at least uh, as far as the mandates are concerned. You know, I heard old Johnson is finally starting to lift a lot of the, uh, the mandates. So uh, you know, how are things yeah. going over there for y'all on that front? Well, the, t the little town I live in, you know, I didn't really have any effect from the shutdown or the mandates or the restrictions. Um, I never wore a mask anywhere. Uh, I went in every shop I needed to go into and I really didn't get any eyeballs from anybody. Um, probably cause I'm the only cowboy in town, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, no, and, and a couple, uh, last week I took a trip up North to Leicester, which is the place where I was in the orphanage. And I went to visit the property there when I was three to six years old back in 1961 to 1965. And so it was cool to go back there and revisit, but the train ride, it was cool. And, you know, everybody was good. And but I, I think that um, society out here, you know, the culture that we have here in England is a little bit different than, than the, what you see in America. The people are different. And so people are, seem to be more disciplined in society here, and, and that just may be how yeah, we. I, but I know, I know in the big cities it's not like that, but out in the real country it is. Right. Yeah, I can definitely see that being the case, you know, because like I've just been so impressed and proud with the people of the UK and how they've really stood up and, you know, started protesting against a lot of this stuff. And I think uh, to a large effect, that's uh, why uh, Boris Johnson has now started to rescind a lot of these draconian mandates. So, you know, kudos to everyone over there who actually had the courage to stand up. I've, I've made the point quite often. It's interesting and ironic in a way uh, that Americans always talk about how we beat the British in the revolution, but now it seems like Americans are, you know, parting, uh, you know, have no issue sucking, you know, or suckling over at the boot of the government when uh, it's, it's the Brits that are ones that are actually standing up and doing something about it. Right. You know, and, and, and I watched Parliament yesterday when uh, Boris gave his uh, speech. Um, did, um, uh, yeah, they did uh, what they call that uh, questions and answers or whatever they call that. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you see the both sides of the political fence all agreeing to the same thing, then you know that there is really something seriously about to happen. You know, in, in America, we have the Republicans and the Democrats all kind of shooting the same way over here. It's the liberals and the conservatives all shooting the same way. Mm -hmm. and so they're all supporting us, make, taking a tough stand against Putin. Um, right. It's, it's not just a, 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 um, 
a regional a regional issue. It's it's mm -hmm. a continental issue here in Europe. Um, but again, you know, with the with the UK or the Ukraine government in, in their oligarchy ways, uh, you know, especially you know if you look back at what Hunter Biden was doing there, mm -hmm. when Joe Biden the influence he had there and. You know, I exactly. think that's how Joe Biden was, uh, along with Jake Sullivan and Victoria Newland, were involved in the coup that overthrew their government in 2014. And, uh, you know, I, it's actually interesting that you raise the point of, you know, seeing, you know, both sides of the aisle, the liberals and the Democrats, both agreeing on something, you know, you're in for uh, an issue. I was watching an episode of the Jimmy Dore show earlier today, and he made the exact same point. Uh, whenever you get both sides of the aisle together on something, which ironically is typically always well, some sort of warmongering issue. Uh, uh, you know, it's just, you know, they're about to ram some BS down your throat. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, what we're seeing over here in the Ukraine is really, uh, you know, an exacerbation of what the United States has been doing since 1990 and continuing NATO's relentless march eastward, uh, directly violating the agreements they made with Gorbachev. So, you know, hopefully we get some sort of solution. You know, I know over here in America, um, we aren't as concerned about you know repercussions as we probably should be, but I know over there in the UK for you guys, um, you know, and just in Europe in general, you know, the repercussions are definitely going to be a lot more serious if something doesn't change. So hopefully, you know, some di diplomacy actually starts to take place. And I've heard, thankfully, that Zelensky is now starting to come around to the idea of coming to the table and really uh, talking with Putin about the possibility of Ukraine becoming a, a demilitarized neutral state. So hopefully that's the case. And you know, everybody just, you know, calms down for a minute and it's like, okay. What does uh, it mean, neutral state? You said neutral state. What does that mean for the listener that doesn't understand? So essentially not a neutral state right now? Uh no, they're they're more so uh pro-Western agenda and, and the Zelensky government and, and essentially the government that's in Ukraine is is more so just a proxy government of, of uh US and NATO and, and you know the things that they wish to proliferate in that world. The same same trash we're now facing here. Yeah, yeah and so hopefully because um, what Putin is essentially proposing is that, uh, you know, Ukraine come to the table and actually uh, actually be essentially become like Switzerland where they, you know, don't, you know, abide, but just deal with your own thing, protect Ukrainians, just, you know, you know, have your own country, do your own thing. But, you know, don't be a, a puppet state for the U.S. Don't even necessarily be a puppet state for Russia. But, you know, don't put yourself in a position to threaten Russian security because then Putin's going to have a problem because, you know, he's a, a hardcore Russian nationalist, of course. Do you think they have Joe Biden under watch 24-7 for stroke? Because, <laughs> 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 you know, you figure that the whole administration is there and they put in the sock puppets and here we go. Uh, they're going to lose maybe potential. So like the United States is the one who's, who are losing uh, grip and control in Ukraine, which basically, from my understanding, a lot of the rebels that we are supporting are neo-Nazis, not all of them. But uh, it's always important to differentiate. Mm -hmm. uh, but you're seeing that and, uh, Joe Biden seemed to be pretty concerned about that. And uh, caller, you have anything else for us here? Well, cause I just, uh, you know, just keep the faith, everyone. And, and uh, you know, Pray for the people and the little children that are hiding in basements and subway tunnels uh, for the bombing maybe tonight. You know, a lot of Americans have never experienced that, but people here in England, some of the older folks here in England, they, they've experienced uh, hiding in basements and listening to the bombs drop. It's quite a, a significant thing if you think about it. You know, uh, Americans really haven't had that experience. No one's attacked America. 
really. Right. Nine one one really wasn't an attack. <laughs> right. Yeah. Inside job and whatnot. All that we discussed yesterday, and uh, you know, I've I've actually seen and, and heard footage of the uh, you know the air raids over England during World War Two, and just the sound of those sirens going off, man, is terrifying. I can't imagine living through that. So. Certainly, you know, y'all's perspective right. of, of everything going on over so, there. So, you know, is it worse with the sirens? So, Jay, you just like, you think they can cancel the sirens and just let the bombs ha- hit and just like, <laughs> figure it out? Or, like, you know, I'm just saying. Uh, anyways, it's wild, Chris, uh, what's going on. I hope that you're safe over there. And I hope that uh, things do in Ukraine simmer down. We know that citizens haven't been targeted yet, but you never know. And like you said, we've been blessed in the United States not to see any real war uh, in many, many years, that wasn't civil war here in the United States, but who knows what's coming down the road because it seems like we're getting thrown a whole bunch of different types of uh, fear, you know, fear propaganda. And it seems like the United States really wants a war of some port, of some some type, or at least the military industrial complex does. So, yeah, thanks, Chris. I'll talk to you guys later. I'll call in uh, another time pretty soon. Got some great yeah. news to, to tell you. Love to hear it, bro. I hope everything's good in the UK. And by the way, I've been on UK radio. I've been on the BBC. And where else have I been on uh, over there in the UK? Uh, the Sean Atwood show I've been on quite a few times. And then I was on David Icke's Iconic. So if you haven't caught me, I've been all over the place in the UK this last couple months. Well, we've got a, a new server thing going on with Doc McCarran and uh, some of his friends. And uh, I, I would like to talk to you about it sometime. I'll, I'll get on email or send you a message yeah our email for those who are listening is show tips at the rundown live.com we'll go ahead and we'll put that in the chat for you guys and if you're listening on radio it's show tips at the rundown live.com and you should be able to find it just by going to the rundown live.com all or drop the go use the link the link tree it's the new thing that all the kids use and it seems to work getting old here <laughs> that being said i want to make sure that you guys know we'll be back next week monday most likely tuesday for sure we'll be on the road and if you want to support us and our coverage of the people's convoy so that you know you have an independent journalist there that is not you know bought and paid for by the mainstream media uh, our friend uh bg in the scene he's already down there so uh we're gonna have to go down there and meet up with him i got his charger give that back uh today i'm gonna be on law and crime doing a documentary on the rittenhouse trial that'll be interesting um, but make sure you guys support us. Head on down to the rundownlive.com, donate via GoFundMe, or if you don't use the link tree, there's a Venmo, a PayPal option to donate, or follow us on Facebook. We'll post different ways to go in there. Follow Don Valle Jr. He's got his own deal with the Break the Matrix over there. Support that. He loves the Telegram. You guys do the Telegram thingy. Uh, I'm getting used to it. I'm learning it. Uh, okay, go do go you know go do that and uh, rock it out and support the Rundown Live any way possible. We have our own Telegram, the Rundown Live. You can find us there. Uh, we're on just about every social media platform uh, where video or audio is found. You guys stay blessed. Look at yourself in the mirror. Remind yourself that you love yourself and do something wonderful for somebody out there that you haven't thought of or talked to in a while or somebody you don't know. Have a good one.